With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Monday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another week as we launch it here on the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Connor and myself with you weekdays from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG, talking local sports with you, and we are jam-packed here on a Monday. We'll have to save some of this for Trent and Jimmy B and drive home today from 4 to 6. we got to, well, we got too many guests, too much content, and too many areas that we want to go an absolutely epic World Series as it uh, moves back to Los Angeles, game number six. And, Trent, I have no idea when we're going to have time to talk about the World Series (laughs) because what Iowa State is doing in Ames and to the college football world is as big of a story as we've seen in a long, long time. I've always thought, um, and I'll get you in on this, that in my career, that nothing would come close to the uh, from absolutely out of nowhere story that Drake was in two thousand and eighteen or yes. two thousand eight. Beg your pardon, um, which was phenomenal, right? As we're talking about Drake basketball in similarly in similar terms to the way we talk about Iowa State football normally. This year is absolutely incredibly different, and for them to do what they did, not only at Oklahoma, but on the road to Texas Tech, which is a bigger win than I think is getting credit for, and then to have TCU and Gary Patterson's defense show up at your place with everything to play for, and to get beat 14-7, to and the only touchdown Iowa State gives up is a special teams touchdown, it's a remarkable, remarkable story. And football trumps basketball, at least at my house, and the Drake 2008 basketball team has now moved down a rung because this is the most incredible, out-of-nowhere story since I've been doing this for 22 years. It's unthinkable. You know, it's it unthinkable. Was, this summer it was mapping out to six. And maybe... And it was tough to do. You could sneak seven, but they're in first place. We will play November yeah. with Iowa State in first place in the Big 12. They are at the top of the stand. We're, right before we came on the air, you flipped out ESPN. You're looking at the standings page on ESPN.com. ESPN.com yeah. And there they are. And I, I joked with you, well, we've seen that before. <laughs> when they're 1-0 and and it's lift, listed alphabetically, they're 1-0 then. I said, Trent, go to ESPN.com. There's a mistake at the college football <laughs> standings. It looks great. It looks great. <laughs> it looks upside down, at least in that respect. I mean, not the teams that are below them. Right. But it's um, at, at, we're about to move into November. The next time these t- the team will be on the field is November, and they'll begin November not only bowl eligible, but with the Big Twelve going through Ames, and it's West Virginia, and it's Oklahoma State. I get that, but this time last week we we're saying, well, it's TCU, and we know what happened to TCU, mm-hmm. and, and and they're getting so much production from so many different guys. Trent, I. I, I couldn't believe what I saw. I'm so happy for their fans because God knows they deserve it like no other fan base. Do I know the you know the the, the suffering of all the other? I, I don't claim to, but I'm pretty familiar with the suffering that the fan base has incurred over the last well, <laughs> you know, back to when with 22 years of 
you know, talking about their team. And it, it hasn't been good for the most part. No. This is remarkable. Not, it's remarkable. I, I, I don't. And you, and you go through and you watch these games and how they're doing it. That That's the part of the story that I love is they're just a good football team. Mm-hmm. And everything's coming together in the belief. And, you know, kids, they say the right things for the most part in press conferences. And, and we're maybe a little bit spoiled here with Iowa and Iowa State is because, you know, the guys, they kind of get it. They know what they're supposed to say. Every once in a while something will pop out. But for the most part, you get coaches speak that trickles down to the players. But listening to these guys talk about the belief. You know, Joel Lanning, I was listening to him after the game talking about it's not about getting six wins. No. It's about winning championships. And it's not it's not just hyperbole. Compare you can tell contrast, these kids believe it. Compare and contrast that locker room to hypothetical, right? Paul Rhodes is the coach. Yes. Go inside that locker room and the euphoria and the water being sprayed everywhere and the jumping up. And, and Matt Campbell addressed that team and they sat there and they didn't move. And Joel Lanning's press conference, the one you're referring to, the interview with him, you would think that Lazard and Lanning, the guys have been there through the absolute worst of times that thought that there was no way in hell that they were ever going to see postseason in their career. And they sat there achieving six wins and accomplishing six wins, but not going out of their minds crazy right. because they truly believe that this isn't over yet. It's, it's like you're listening to Oklahoma. Alabama. Great. It, yeah. it, it sounds like those kind of players that expect winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just beat the fourth ranked team. Of course we did. Right. You know, it's, it's what else that, are we supposed to do? It, yeah. And it's, it's they were next of, on the schedule. It's nonchalant in a way, but it's so refreshing yeah. because it's not all this hyped up, hey, look at what we did. No, mm-hmm. this is what we're supposed to do. Mm. And that's the feeling that seems to permeate out of, out of that Iowa State football you know, coaching tree right now from the coaches to the players, everybody. Of course. Of course we won. We're good. And they are good. Yeah. They're really good. The defensive line is uh, is the is the area that I keep coming coming back to. We knew the receivers were going to be good. We thought David Montgomery was going to be good. Mm-hmm. We thought the secondary was going to be good. But it was the front seven in particular, the front four. And Ray Lima, and I guess the news is good on Ray Lima coming out of Matt Campbell's press conference. Dylan Mons will be here at one twenty to provide us more uh, information on what transpired when Campbell met the media within the last uh, 20 minutes or so. But it sounds as though he's going to be good. Jamal Johnson seeing the field, his uh, his replacement or his backup, and he's just a sophomore. Jaquan Bailey's just a sophomore. He's playing out of his mind. The two seniors, Trent and Wagoner, uh, are, playing, are picking the best time to play their best football, the depth that they're building there is, I think, as big of a uh, big of a factor for this turnaround as we're seeing. You mentioned Jamal Johnson. He was a stud. He sure was. He was wasn't really he? good. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned, you know, the injury of Lima, and it's kind of one of those hold-your-breath moments, mm-hmm. but he was incredibly good. And so I didn't get to see the end of the game as we were watching at the tailgate, walking oh, into Kinnick Oh, before you went into Kinnick, right. right, yep. And uh, it was about 11 minutes left. TCU mm-hmm. gets the ball back and a couple of big runs. Yeah, there, there was a while that they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop Anderson and yeah. Hicks. So we're kind of waiting. All right, we'll get in the stadium. You'll be tied. Still 14 7. Mm-hmm. And defense uh, makes plays. Out of our group of 10, our, our seats together, one person got their cell phone that was able to work. So we keep refreshing, keep yeah. everybody else. No, no, no. Got anything? Nothing, nothing, nothing. Just spinning, just spinning. Why should this week be any different? Right, exactly. But he was the one. And then final, Iowa State won again. Mm-hmm. And they're just kind of collectively the, the group and the people around us that we've known for years now. And they're 
It's unbelievable. Marcel Spears with a pick that is just an amazing athletic pick. He's the defensive player of the week in the Big 12 for the second straight uh, second straight week. I mean, and, and, and Spears and Harvey, these guys still have eligibility left. Sure, Joel Lanning's going to move on, but, I mean, Spears to me has been, you know, as good as the defensive line has been and as much a revelation it has been, the Spears story's come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. No one was talking about this kid prior to the season. No, No one was talking about no. him prior to the season. We've been talking about him since week one against you and I, in particular against Iowa. Um He's he's been great. Uh, I I don't know what what I guess the offensive line is still the, especially when it comes to trying to run the football. Yeah, Kemp's getting his time back there mm-hmm. to throw it. They've got such great big tall receivers. We're seeing and they're exploiting that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing Lazard. We're seeing Butler at the back of the end zone. Marchie Murdoch, although he's not as tall as the other ones. Matt Eaton's got some size to him. What he's six, six four. four. Yeah, uh, Lazard six five. Butler six six. It's um they're they're using the height advantage that they have and Kemp's delivering the ball where it needs to be delivered and we're seeing the results. So I go back to 2002, the first time mm-hmm. Iowa ascended, and mm-hmm. you start having these thoughts. And for me, I was in college at the time, first time went to a bowl game before, went the year before the Alamo Bowl, right. but the Comican Bowl. Yeah, you get these big thoughts that start to kind of go through your mind, and we're thinking Rose Bowl as they keep they beat Penn State, then they find a way to beat Purdue, and you. You just keep building and building. I remember the disappointment of the Orange Bowl. Yes, that year. And yes it was. It was. And it clearly was. The Miami was fun. Yep. Still was not the Rose Bowl. But you have these all kinds of scenarios. Hey, how are we going to get there? And that's what Cyclone fans are going through right now. What are we doing for the Big 12 championship? <laughs> You're starting to have these conversations. You're calling your tailgate group. You're calling you know, people that maybe don't live in the area anymore. Mm-hmm. Hey, got some friends in Texas. Hey, can we stay at your place? You know, all these different things that happen. And that's what makes it so much fun as a fan is the scenarios that play out. And a scenario, a very likely scenario, is you're playing in Jerry's world for a Big 12 championship to get into one of the access bowls, to play on that spotlight in the first Saturday in December. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say playoff because that's not no, going to happen. No. But the access bowls for sure. Mm-hmm. Look, you, um, we both, I think, probably at some point over the weekend when Jerry Palm or when ESPN or Bruce Feldman, when bull pro, uh, um, forecast, what do they call them? projections? Projections, come out, yeah. they, For the life of me, can't pull the trigger on. When bull projections come out. You start, you start. Well, where's Iowa? You know, okay, and you never think to look for Iowa State, and until maybe the second weekend in October, they weren't even in anybody's bowl projections. Right. Trent, I saw Nobody's. one that had them. It wasn't even a Big Twelve bowl. It was before Christmas. It was a. Yes. It was one that they didn't have. They were going to fill in for somebody, and it was yep. before Christmas. Maybe in I don't remember because Conference USA didn't have a bowl. No bowl. Right. You know, something like that. All right, well, maybe Iowa State could get to six. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just fill them in there. I mean, I'm sure that was a thought Or if process. they get five and their APR rate is good <laughs> right, enough, right. you know. We'll, um, we'll throw them in Nebraska. They'll, they'll, give, they'll give them a ball. Right, right, right. No. No. <laughs> you're, you're in because you deserve to be in and because you've qualified to be in. Um, which ones did I see? This? Oh, Bill Bender, our friend from the Sporting News, has Iowa State at this point playing in the Alamo Bowl. Mm-hmm. On the 28th of, uh, of December in San Antonio. Conversely, Iowa is in San Francisco in the Foster uh, Foster Care, what is Foster it? Farm Foster Bowl. Farm Bowl yeah. the day before. So, I mean, who, who knows where it'll go? But just the fact that, I mean, I, I enjoy doing those things. I, yeah. I enjoy taking a look at it and, uh, you know, seeing uh, maybe a, a potential destination. But just, just absolutely remarkable. Iowa, on the other hand, we're going to talk to Mark, Mark Morehouse. 
uh, coming up. We we look at we're kind of the show's a little discombobulated on Monday. Uh, Dylan Montz and Iowa State conversation deserves to continue on here, mm-hmm. but Dylan's busy covering Matt Campbell's press conference and the players, so we don't get an opportunity to get the Dylan to one twenty. The Iowa game against Minnesota, you were there, Trent. My biggest takeaway on um, on that game was. I really think that Iowa has a quarterback yeah. in Nate Stanley, and I really am going to enjoy his watching his career because a, he's a big sucker, yes. right? And he is tough to bring down, and we're starting to see his accuracy, without a doubt, improve on the deep ball mm-hmm. because that was a knock, and we all thought, you know, just give him a while, tap the brakes a little bit at the time, but well, it's only his second start, it's only his fourth start. Well, now he's only started eight times in his career, if you're a Hawkeye fan, I, I know that it feels like, you know, you're starting to look forward to next year already, and I understand that. And, and maybe I've um, fallen into that trap with, with, with Nate Stanley. But, Trent, he's going to be really good before he's all said and done in Iowa. He is built in a different kind of way than what we've seen. Even he's six five two thirty five as a sophomore. Right, a true sophomore. True sophomore. So Great he's only point. been in the program for a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. You know, think of the what else he can gain, you know, just size wise. Because Stansy was tall, he was six four, but he's like yeah, no, he's no near, nowhere near two thirty five. Yeah, right. he, he was on the skinnier side. Mm-hmm. We know Bethard maybe looked a little thicker. He really wasn't a big guy. If you stood by those quarterbacks, Bethard's not a huge dude by any means. Right, and, right. and we can go back in time. They haven't had a quarterback really built like this before, and, and the different things that you can do with it. It's a young team, and. You can call it an excuse. You can call it what you want. But the freshman tackles out there, mm-hmm. it's a learning growth that they're going mm-hmm. through right now. And there's going to be difficult times. Seems like at times, though, maybe this team is pressing a little bit. You know, the drop passes. What's, what's your take on Wadley? Is he pressing? I think that's what it is. You know, we, we've heard some rumblings of maybe an injury. I, I don't see injured. I just, he gets to the line. There's plays where normally you see him bounce it out last two years. And he make a big play, but didn't we see? Not. Didn't we see some of these the, the, these junior season? Didn't we see the junior season Wadley in September more so than yeah. we saw him in October? Yeah. Well, look at the Penn State game. The two big plays they had was Wadley. Uh huh. Wadley out in space making. But plays. but since then, have we seen that? You know that that type of dynamic acrim Wadley that we've seen in the I, I don't think we've seen there it. haven't been opportunities for well it. maybe that's it too maybe it goes back to that offensive line struggling to mm-hmm. get the run game going you know Michigan State the only touchdown of that game was him up the middle and there's nobody around him mm-hmm. uh, the touchdown that he had in the first half in the first drive he made a play there but yeah for the most part I just I think there's not opportunities there I don't know the the whole injury thing kind of left me scratch my head I think it's more when a hole is there, it's almost like he becomes too excited about it. Like, oh, actually, I have a crease. And then he tries to do too much with it. That's kind of <laughs> something that jumped out to me because there haven't been many creases. Not what he saw last no. year behind that offensive line. It's a, it's a different look for him this season. It's got to be frustrating. you got to figure. For a guy that put together such a good season last year, came back, and it has not gone the way that he envisioned. We will take the time out. We'll pick Mark Morehouse's brain on this. By the way, credit where credit is due. Um, the Des Moines Register, that I'm a daily subscriber, and I always will be until they quit publishing the newspaper. <laughs> I'll be one of the last ones. I think that the the font's bigger, right? Yes. It is so much easier to read because I find myself or have found myself kind of struggling to read the paper. And I know that's part and parcel to 59 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. It's 
it was such a breath of fresh air to not have to squint, not have to look, walk around the the house trying to find a you know better light so I could read right. the paper today. No cheaters. Do Nothing. You, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't go down to that. No, road. Not, In fact, I have to take my glasses off to read. Oh, okay. You know, I refuse to get the bifocal. <laughs> but the Des Moines Register, hats off to. It. I think it looks great. I really do. There's more space in between the sentences. Maybe that's what it is. And and I mean, you just put the two it's papers. It's easier for us yes. old guys to read. Even it. me, I think it looks great. Well, Normally, look at, when change happens, right? ESPN.com, we flip out. Right. We flip out every single right. time, and then you get used to it. Right. And same thing with newspapers. When whatever changes, font-wise, style, whatever it is, I, I'm with you. It looks beautiful. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, who's reading the newspaper, right? It's our. It's my demographic. Yes, yes. And they're throwing us a bone. And, and good for them. Good for them. I think it looks great. Credit where credit's due. Nice job, Des Moines Register. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. I'm sure their paper's easy to read as well. I know the register is, and I appreciate that. Trent and I are here Monday through Friday, noon until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on The Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. The new CW drama, Valor. The prisoner exchange is a go. Let's get our boys back. When two of the finest are cold. Time to do your magic flying. Roger that. Who can they trust? They're watching us. I won't be followed. When the stakes... People could die if I'm not on top of my game. ...are deadly. The fog is getting too thick. Oh, God. Valor, following Supergirl. All new tonight, only on The CW. Don't miss Valor, tonight at 8. Followed by CW Iowa News at 9. With 20% back in rewards on color copies from Staples, you can run your business with confidence. The confidence to leave behind presentations that customers will read, not recycle. The confidence to produce color manuals that'll keep your business in the black. The confidence that your financial forecast will no longer be partly cloudy. Show off your business in full color for less at Staples. Now get 20% back in rewards on color presentations, manuals, and copies. Staples, it's pro time. Visit staples.com slash 20 color. Expires 11417. Exclusion supply. When you choose Ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more, you'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable 
reliable towing. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. KBGG, Trent Condon and myself with you here until 2. Bama Bob coming up in about 20 minutes. We'll go inside college football on a national scale in the 1 o'clock hour. Zubin Mahente, Dylan Montz, and Nick Athen will preview the Chiefs and the Broncos. Let's recap the Minnesota-Iowa game as the Hawks put another one in the win column and proved to 5-3 and three with a win over the Gophers. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette joins us. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on, Mark. How are you? How are you guys? I'm doing fine. You know, Mark, uh, my biggest takeaway from that game, and I want to get you to uh, chime in on this um, and and get yours. I'm sure it'll vary from mine. But I came away with, um, I I guess, just a um, a, a stronger opinion that I thought Nate Stanley was going to be really good. And after watching him play against Minnesota, and and as the weeks have gone on, I think we're watching an NFL quarterback here. I'll tell you why, Mark. He's 6'5", 235. He's a true sophomore. His accuracy has improved from certainly from week two to we saw him dropping it in the bucket a couple of times. Defenders are starting to fall off of him, Ella, you know, a quarterback uh, that also played that played Sunday night football last night because um, I don't want to compare him to that you know that two time Super Bowl winner but you know who I'm referring to at this point but Nate Stanley that was my biggest takeaway is you know what the Hawks really have a quarterback and I'm going to enjoy watching him uh, as his career continues. Yeah, uh, one underrated thing and I'm going to try to get back to the game watch today or rewatch the game. I thought he took a lot of hits and he stood stood up in the pocket and I thought he managed the pocket really well this week. I thought that was sort of a new wrinkle in his game. I mean, he just he climbed the pocket well. He took a lot of hits. I mean, there was uh, 
uh, I think in uh, second and third quarter when I when it was still, you know, it was a, a contended game all the way. I mean, went four quarters, but I, I think uh, in the heat of things, when I was trying to maintain at least a little bit of the lead it had, uh, he really managed the pocket well and took a lot of shots. So he's shown toughness all year. I think uh, against Northwestern, he had two throws that uh, I think the defender thought that he baited a baited Stanley into making. And he made the throw. The, the defender got what he wanted, and the throw, then the ball beat him. So, two of those, you know, kind of hyper NFL arm uh, throws against Northwestern. So he's got. I think he's got all the tools. What does What does he know in the offense? What does he see at the offense at the at the line of scrimmage? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Eight games into it, right. I think he's managing that just fine. So, quarterback is the least of this team's problems. Execution. It's a word we've heard Kirk Ferentz say hundreds of times throughout the year. Execution certainly appeared to be an issue getting that offense revved up. Iowa normally they can't afford drop passes and, and just some of the struggles that we've had, but seems even more this year, even to a different level. What's going on the last couple of weeks with those draft passes? You know, I don't know. Uh, I'll say this about the receiving core and where the passing game was. I mean, Trent, you saw it last year. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it was pathetic and yep. it was not good. I mean, the worst passing out output, you know, 1,900 yards-ish, 1,981, I think it was what it was. Worst uh, output for Iowa, an Iowa offense since 1982. Trent, that's not going to get fixed in one recruiting cycle. I mean, they're, they're, uh, I think they've boiled it down to mainly four guys in the receiving core, Matt Vandenberg, Nick Easley, Emir Smith-Marset, and some, you got some Brandon Smith, you got some Max Cooper in there. So I think those are the guys uh, and you saw the ride, the ride that you take with a young player like Amir Smith Marset. He takes a you know there's a potential touchdown pass to him Saturday night and ends yep. up being tipped in an interception. So you got to take that ride, and there's going to be that. And so they, they could not make over uh, the entire receiving core in one recruiting cycle. They're kind of making do. Things are working better than I ever would have thought they would have been. Um, the last few weeks, the drops have not helped. And that does slow things down. Heck, it kept Minnesota in that game. Smith Marset catches that pass; he's gone. And I asked on Twitter right away, you know, the doghouse loses its meaning if no one ever goes in it. But <laughs> yeah. in my opi- in my opinion, in my opinion, Smith Marset's too good. This uh, this team needs him. Yeah. You go back to him right away, and they did. Yeah. Excellent point, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Mark, uh, if there was an MVP on defense, and look, a lot of guys played well uh, on defense. Uh, I don't think anybody had the game that Josh Jackson did. Uh, he was all over the field, uh, and he has been uh, at times throughout his entire junior season. Um, is he going to have a decision to make, Mark, once the uh, regular season comes to its conclusion? Is he one of these guys that will reach out and just kind of to determine, you know, where potentially he could go if he decides to leave some eligibility on the table. Have you talked or has anybody, you know, picked Josh Jackson's brain regarding, you know, the likelihood that uh, that he will at least, um, you know, see where he stands after this year? Not yet, Ken, but probably tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he'll probably get he'll probably get that question tomorrow. Um, you know, we and that's a tough. I mean, for me, it's a tough question. It's because, fair though, isn't it, know, Mark? It's getting to the point where, yeah. yeah, it's fair, but the timing is it's uncomfortable for all these guys. Sure. Of course, if Josh Jackson, if he if he didn't have to worry about what uh, you know the, what whatever whoever's watching in Iowa City would would uh, uh, would 
take his answer. I gotcha. Um, going NFL, um, I, I think he'd probably say, "Yeah, sure." I'd easily think about it. He'd be crazy not to. He's a fourth-year junior. He leads the nation in passes defended. Now that, that comes, that's kind of a double-edged sword. You lead the nation in passes defended because well, they're going at you. Well, I think last week is when is the first time where. Uh, Jackson put up some film, and teams are probably going to stop going after him so much. I think uh, Manny Rugamba better better uh, yeah. better tighten up because I think he's going to get a lot of traffic his way. Um, I, I we will that question will be asked of Josh Jackson. I guarantee it. Probably tomorrow. Um, there, is there a right answer right now? Well, you know he, he's going into games against Ohio State and Wisconsin, two of the best teams mm-hmm. in the Big Ten, two top ten teams, two top five teams. Um, he could get scorched, and now all this talk could go away. So uh, let's see how it goes. I think right now he's got quintessential NFL height. Uh, he's tougher than he looks because he's, he's kind of a thin-looking athlete, but he's much tougher. He's, he's a willing tackler, um, and the length and the speed, it's all there. Um, I think he, he reminds me more of Bradley Fletcher, who had one big year at Iowa and played several years in the NFL mm-hmm. than he does uh, 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 Desmond King, who is just a shorter, more compact guy, who I think will have a long NFL career. Mark, uh, another guy that had a decision a year ago was Akram Wadley. And, you know, we talked about the offensive line, all the new faces that they have up there, the shuffling of the deck. But uh, Akram Wadley, something appears a little bit different here over the last few weeks. There's been rumblings of maybe an injury happening there. Maybe it's he's just pressing anytime he gets a crease because there haven't been many of those creases. Where do you fall in that line of thinking? Um, one thing last week with Akram, he got hit early, and it was upper body sort of hit. So I'm, And he went to the locker room, and I think that affected his game. I'm, he, after the game, I asked him, you know, are you hurt? Or did that first hit affect you? And of course, it was no, no, no. And uh, then he said he's going, he's dressing as a ninja and going out for Halloween. So I figured he was okay. There was no big injury there. But um, I, listen, I listen to the Iowa radio broadcast every week. And Ed Podolak, so good at this job, so good at this job, you guys. He picked up on that. He said Akram's not hitting holes nearly as fast. I think he, Ed, in Ed's words, he said he thought he was a little bit tentative, thought he, that first hit really kind of affected him, um, hurt him somewhere up in the upper body or. You know, I, I don't know if there was, I don't think there was a concussion thing going on there, but he got waxed, and uh, that uh, kind of changed his route that night. Now, one thing about Wadley, yes, he's 190, 195 pounds, but he's never shied away from running inside. I don't expect him to start doing that now. Mm. Third quarter, Noah Fan catches is uh, the touchdown pass, Mark. Um, I, I don't know. You, you're around him all the time. I, I don't recall Fant having a, a an end zone celebration. Um you know, quite the way with us, the veracity maybe of, of he did after this last one. On the heels of the Northwestern finish to that game, looked like he maybe exercised some demons once he stepped into the end zone. Did you ask, have a chance to talk to him about that touchdown uh, following the game on uh, Saturday night? Yes, and first off, a couple things on that. The ball that Stanley threw went over my head, and I'm in the press box about a mile oh, high. No. Uh, he got some air under that baby. Um, when you have as many misses as he had, the way the way to do that is give your guy a chance to catch the ball. And Stanley took no chances. He put that thing a mile high. Uh, Font, he absolutely exercised some demons, and it, we did talk to him about that. And yeah, that was rowing the boat. I thought maybe it was paddling the kayak. I thought he was rowing. But it was more. <laughs> yeah. It was rowing the boat, and he said that yeah, uh, there was. You know, when Minnesota raises its hands up for fourth down after it gets a stop on third down and against, you know, defensively against an offense, 
yeah, the Minnesota's defensive guys put their hands up to show fourth down. Yeah, that was a little bit of, uh, hey, you do that, I'll do this. And so, you know how Iowa is, and we, we're, we're, Iowa has, does things a certain way. Uh, I'm, I don't know if Fan gets in trouble for that one, but it was certainly a little bit of, uh, you do this, I do that. And you're right, Ken, uh, exercise demons last, last week sucked for him. This week, uh, Fan is, in my mind, a, a dynamic performer, a dynamic personality. You don't want to douse that at all. You got to keep that guy going. Late in the first half, a uh, overturned call of a fumble possibility back and forth. But the story became uh, Brian Ferentz up there. Take us, uh, if you can, up to the press box, what was happening there. And do you expect a reprimand at the very least coming from the Big Ten? Um, yeah, it, uh, press box, uh, there were some uh, there was cursing. And uh, it was Brian Ferentz as he, as he was going past the, the replay officials booth. Um, it was something I hadn't heard before ever in 20, whatever years of doing this. And I talked to several people in the press box who I know had been there at least 10 or 20 more years than I have. And they'd never heard anything like that either. Mm -hmm. Now, all I said about it was, Hey, that's, that's not normal. That's not normal behavior in the press box. And, uh, beyond that, I don't know or care really what happens to this. Uh, Kirk Ferentz addressed it after the game and he didn't seem happy. I think when he said, we're not going down that road. I think that's how he says, this is BS, and I'm going to find, uh, and there's going to be answers. Because he, he had just found out about it right before he spoke on Saturday night. So um, I don't know how it's going to go. Uh, it depends on how the, the Big Ten replay officials, how they interpreted that. Um, I believe there was security the second time around when halftime uh, was over. So we'll see. We'll see about that. I Right now, I think it's probably 50-50 whether the Big Ten, and I think right now uh, Kirk is going to talk to Brian, and he's going to say, you know, like he said Saturday night, we're not going down that road. And uh, uh, that's, you know, hey, that's, you know, a lot of fans hear that and they think it's fire. Well, you know, sideline isn't the press box. It's just not the two. When you, when you say those words, they hang in the air in the press box, which is, which is an office-like setting, just for the people, to, just so you know. It's an office-like setting. The sideline, obviously, that's outdoors loud you can say pretty much whatever you want up in the press box is different and when you step out of that far on the line you, you, you bring attention to yourself and that's not going to be good attention period great point mark morehouse cedar rapids gazette the gazette.com backslash sports uh thank you mark morehouse appreciate talking to you mondays as we've been uh, fortunate enough to do all season long thank you mark talk to you next week take care guys thank you good to talk to you mark morehouse Recapping uh, Iowa, Minnesota. You know, I didn't want to get into the Ohio State game. Yeah, I know. Let's wait a couple of days. <laughs> What's the point spreads? 17, Six, 16? 16. Eh, Not enough. About right. Not enough. 24. Yeah, you, so 31. you think it's all right. How, how did you do? I think we probably had identical records, right? Two, two, and one for I both think of us. That sounds right. Yeah. I think so. I have to take another peek through the notebook, but. Certainly not a big winning week. No, certainly wasn't, as they, most of them have fallen into that category yes. all season long. Bama Bob's here next. How about you, McElwee? You, did you, the, the lie that he told. Mm-hmm. The getting death, death threats. threats. Yes. Did he not think anyone would look into that? Maybe not. What was he trying to do? Well, Take he got, pressure he, on it off of himself and his team? He got away with the naked shark picture, so maybe he thought he could do the same here. You still haven't seen it. Yeah, you showed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- this one's this one's a whole different animal here.
Might be a lot of SEC coaches looking for work. Yeah, well, we, I know two of them for sure. So we're mean, heading down that path. No doubt about it. We'll take a time out. Uh, Bama Bob will be here next. We'll get inside college football on a national scale. Uh, and look forward to that. Dylan Monson at one twenty. Zubin Mahente at 1 o'clock. Zubin had to move from, t- from t- uh, Tuesday to today. So we'll accommodate him at 1. And uh, then at one forty, Nick Athen, Chiefs insider. Chiefs Broncos tonight. You can hear Kansas City Chiefs football right here as you can all season long. On the home and away voice of the Chiefs, 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. It's football season, and that means it is time to find your spot for all the big games. Trent Cotton here for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 48 big screen TVs, all the games on college Saturdays, and the NFL on Sundays. Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. But it's not just about having all the great games on. You need more than that. You need great food. Draft House 50 has just that. Huge burgers. My favorite, the pizza burger. Ground beef, Italian sausage, mozzarella cheese, little marinara, and pepperoni. Big burgers, great sandwiches, pizza. You want to go with the lighter fare? They got salads and appetizers for you as well. And you can't forget about the beer. It's in the name, Draft House 50. Local beers on tap, micro brews, whatever you're in the mood for, make it Draft House 50 in West Des Moines. Your football headquarters, Draft House 50, 6240 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. I'll see you there. 1700 KBGG and Charles Gabus Ford want to put you in the driver's seat of a brand new Ford Edge. This car's for you. It's all about getting you a three-year lease on a 2017 Ford Edge. Sign up to qualify now at participating businesses who are offering even more great prizes. Like a new camera from HB Lizerwitz. A $300 gift card to Mills Fleet Farm in Ankeny. A new humidifier valued at $550 for content services, heating and cooling, and much more. To see all the participating businesses, log on to 1700kbgg.com. 1700kbgg.com. This car's for you with Charles Gabus Ford and 1700kbgg. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at the Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, 
Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. CBS Tonight. Kevin can wait, but you don't have to. Because now you can catch Kevin James and Leah Remini one hour earlier at 8, 7 central. I got a you're welcome ready if you want to throw me a thank you. Idiot! A new Kevin can wait, followed by all new comedy. Then, blood is coming from the ceiling! It's the night before Halloween and Scorpion gets spooky. We have just seen our first spirit. Who are you going to call? What do you think I'm going to call? Rhymes with toast crusters. New Scorpion after all new comedy, CBS Tonight. The Autism Society of Iowa will host its 39th annual conference on Friday, November the 3rd at the Sheraton Hotel in West Des Moines. The keynote speaker will be Steve Silberman. There will be eight breakout sessions in the afternoon to cover several autism topics. Registration is now open at AutismIA.com. AutismIA.com. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next day installation, 515-262-STAR. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days. If you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon with you Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Let's get Bama Bob in here. We'll recap the week in college football. Bama's going to join us uh, three times a week now that the college football playoff ranking show, uh, which uh, starts tomorrow, Tuesday night. We'll see that for the very first time. Let's get him in here. Bama, uh, Trent and Ken, thanks for coming on, Bama. How are you? I'm um, great, Ken. Whatever will we talk about? Yeah, really, right? <laughs> Just another crazy week. And you know where I want to start? It's off the field. But this Jim McElwain story, Bama, this is so bizarre. I mean, this guy made up a story about receiving him and his team receiving depth, uh, uh, death threats that was looked into, and understandably so, um, which ultimately you know, led to his dismissal. Uh, from um, you know one of the best jobs in college football, and that's the University of Florida. What a bizarre story, Bama. Yeah, it is, Ken. And listen, we've seen odd things in the past. You know, Gary Anderson walking out on his team this year. You know, personal conduct. Hugh Freeze, um, Bob Petrino, and his you know affair with the motorcycle wreck. Um, you know, Mike Price down here. You know, mm-hmm. years and years ago. So, you know, Lane Kiffin leaving Tennessee after one year. So there's always, you know, these things are never or rarely or smooth, but this one is just so odd, and you used the perfect word is bizarre because the press conference Monday caught everybody off guard, Florida officials, everybody, because McElwain had never said a word to anybody about it. They immediately and rightfully go to him and go, hey, Coach, listen, if this is happening, we need to protect the players, we need to protect you and your family. I mean, all these universities have methods 
in place to do this, I'm sure, uh, he would not give them examples. He was not, it's almost like he wasn't cooperating with them, um, tried to walk it back a little bit, and all of a sudden now it, it, it kind of looks like he fabricated this. Why, I have no idea. But, you know, obviously Florida, does, it, it damages their reputation as a school. No school wants to be known as a, as a school that's, you know, threatening the life of its football players right. or its football coaches, and rightfully so. And I think bottom line is what McElwain did is gave him an out to, you know, fire him and save the $13 million bucks. Um, now, listen, let's make no mistake. If Jim McElwain were winning football games and the program was where fans and alumni and the administration thought it should be, then he'd probably still be the coach. They would have gone to it. Maybe, well, maybe he wouldn't have made up that story, Bama. Probably not. But, you know, even still, I mean, I just don't understand the thought process behind this. I mean, is he trying to get sympathy? I mean, I, I don't understand it. And only he knows. I mean, that that's the bottom line. But, you know, they would have said, Jim, you know, what can we do to help you? Uh, you know, let's work this, work through this. But he didn't. Um, and I think the, the Florida administration at this point got, you know, pissed off as they should have mm-hmm. and basically fired him for cause. And he's going to have trouble getting another job. Uh, I don't think he'll land a, he, I don't think he'll land a power job again. No, uh, no, no, no. Because, you know, you know, UCLA were to come open, which I think it will, for example. Um, you know, he may get an interview and say, hey, Jim, what really went on? He may tell people what really went on behind the scenes. But, I mean, you just can't take a coach like that and put him in charge of your program. And it's just, it's just odd. It's bizarre. Uh, he hasn't, you know, bottom line is he hasn't had success on the field. And I think, Ken, one of the, one of the, one of the biggest statements on this was his team did not fight for him at all. On Saturday, I mean, it wasn't. This was not a team that was fighting to save their coach's job. Uh, he had checked out on them. Maybe they thought um, that they were down twenty-one nothing in the first quarter, and that game was never competitive. And you know, we got to where we got to yesterday. So they'll probably ultimately reach a settlement. He'll sue. They'll reach a settlement. But it is just an odd, odd, bizarre ending to what a lot of people were excited about when they hired him two and a half years ago. And also had a messy divorce when he was leaving Colorado State. That was very contentious. Yeah, and, with the assistant coaches. Yeah, yep. had a lot right, going yeah. on there. I mean, it, it's that's going to follow him, there's no doubt. And he's more than likely not going to be the only one. There's going to be quite a few openings there in the SEC. We know Tennessee seems inevitable, but what about Arkansas and Bielema? How's that play Maybe out? saved himself less. Yeah, maybe. I, I just... You know, that's just an odd fit, guys. I mean, it really is. I, I don't understand. I didn't understand it at the time. Um, he's just really not moved that program forward at all. And it's a hard job. Look, it's hard enough, you know, when you're in a small state like that. But, look, Matt Campbell's proving you can do it, okay, mm-hmm. uh, if, if you've got the right, you know, personnel and, and, and the right acumen. Uh, you know, you could knock off the top five teams in the country. A couple of times. Uh, Exactly. Uh, so I, I just that's just not. I think they want to get rid of him. Uh, I think maybe it's almost an Ed Orgeron situation here. Oh my God! You know, let's hope he doesn't win out and have you know finish the season and we go to a bowl and that kind of thing. You know, the fans I think just want to change. Uh, you know, Kevin Sumlin's another guy. I mean, that was an ugly, ugly game that they played against Mississippi State. Uh, Saturday night, um, you know they're now five and three. He was pretty much put on notice beginning of the year. You know we got to we got to see significant progress, and you know 
the best they can do now is nine and three, and I don't think they're going to get there. So, you know, Malzahn is taking some heat down here, you know, unexpectedly. Um, but you're right, there's going to be a lot of openings. Uh, again, I think UCLA, uh, you know, with Mara, I mean, he just hasn't gotten it done out there. Um, but, yeah, there's going to be a lot of openings, and I don't think McElwain's going to be in for any of them. Mm. Well, we thought maybe Notre Dame might come open, Bama, despite the fact that nope. Brian Kelly would have been owed a whole pot of money, not that that would have made a difference to Notre Dame. Uh, they just would have written the check if they feel that uh, they need to do that to move the football team forward. But Brian Kelly's doing that, and they're not going to have to write that check. They dismantled North Carolina State, Bama, a team that I think we both uh, felt that uh, is is um, way better than anybody thought that they were going to be prior to the year. Um, now, all of a sudden, with Wake Forest, I still think somewhat of a fraudulent Miami, Navy, and Stanford to come. This might be a team that, all of a sudden, that path to 11-1 and one, uh, looks a lot more easy to get to than we thought so maybe before USC and North Carolina State. Notre Dame, Bama, they deserve to be in the conversation that's going to come up tomorrow. Oh, that, and they will be, Ken. Uh, and I think the, I think they'll be ranked. I do. I think they'll be fourth tomorrow. Um, I think the win over Michigan State on the road. I think the wins over USC and NC State, as you mentioned, uh, they've got the best loss. If you want to, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. look at it that way, uh, the one point loss to who's clearly going to be number two when that poll comes out tomorrow. Um, listen, had they had they finished that game like they had a chance to, they'd be number two tomorrow without question. Um, so, yes, they are in the conversation. Um, and, you know, listen, good for them because they play such a tough schedule. Ken, I was really surprised the way they were just able to run the ball Me on too. NC State. We talked about it Friday. That was That's a legit defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, they play Clemson this week, and I think they're going to give Clemson everything they want. Um, it, it is just – it was it was surprising. It started out, took them a while, but they – this is the kind of team I thought that Notre Dame would have two or three years ago. Just physically, this is what Brian Kelly is. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a, he's an Irish guy. He's you know, he's a he's a fighter. He's a, you know, he's a, he likes physical toughness. Uh, you know, he doesn't suffer fools that kind of thing. And I mean, this is the kind of Notre Dame team I think that he's always won, and, and it's better than the one I think played for a national championship four or five years ago. Um, but yeah, look, I'm I'm with you on Miami. I mean, who've they really beaten? Uh, they're undefeated, but they pulled some games out. Like, they remind me a lot of Notre Dame in, in twenty in twenty twelve. Uh, you know, pulling out some games late, uh, and then you know, I think ultimately got exposed in the title game. I don't know that you know the game's in Miami in a couple weeks, but you know, Notre Dame so far, like you said, they are certainly in the conversation. They've done everything they needed to do so far. They do have a lot in front of them. I don't think it'll be easy, but you can see a path now. You can certainly, if they keep playing the way they're playing, they're going to be favored in just about every game, and that may even include Miami on the road. I think it will. And, and you know, so Wake Forest, you got to be careful. You can't let these two win at all the excitement and everything else, especially if you come out and you're ranked in, in the poll tomorrow. Uh, you can't get all excited uh, and look, overlook Wake Forest. They're a little sneaky, kind of like Syracuse in the ACC. But, you know, Notre Dame's right there and, uh, you know, done what they needed to do for sure. Bama, last thing, we'll let you run on this. Uh, Clemson, 2-0 against the AP Top 25. There's one other team in the country that has the same mark. (laughs) The Iowa State Cyclones, the only other program in the country, 2-0 against the current Top 25. two-loss team in the country, Oh, inside position if a two-loss team. No, let's slow down. But give us a national perspective, Bama. Do people down there in SEC territory just look at that and say, well, the Big 12 must be terrible this year? Nationally, what's happening with this? 
Well, in the SEC, yes. I mean, they go, well, it's Big 12, what do you expect? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Although, you know, I don't know where that comes from because show me other than Alabama and Georgia, show me a good yeah, team. Right show, me a team. Mm-hmm. show me a team in the SEC other than Alabama or Georgia that's better than Iowa State. Okay, I don't know that you can find one. Mm-hmm. I'll be, and that includes LSU. That includes Auburn. They would give those two teams all they wanted. Okay, mm-hmm. it is to me. Think about it is, that. It is the national story of the year, yep. you, and and it's not that they've knocked off two legit. This isn't you know knocking off a team that you know like Florida State, you know that was ranked third early and you know was just gone into the tank. These these are two teams that are seven and one in October, and you pin their only loss on them. Okay. Include the team that went to Columbus and knocked off Ohio State. Uh, and you're doing it with a guy who is a walk-on quarterback, for goodness sake. I mean, it's just you couldn't, make, you couldn't send a script to Hollywood and get a movie made out of this. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's legit. It's fun. It's great for the program. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be, and I, keep, I hate to keep bringing it up and, and we'll stop, you know, after this week, but, you know, Matt Campbell is going to get, He's going to have his choice of where he wants to coach next year. That is the bottom line. You know, is it going to be at Florida? Is it going to be at Tennessee? Is he going to want to stay at Iowa State? And they're just going to have to deal with that. But what I like about it is right now they're enjoying the ride. Um, I tell you, I think they got a tough game at West Virginia. This that is just a tough trip. They got a good quarterback up there. It's it's just an outpost of a place to play. But they have really impressed me with the way they've been able to go on the road in, in Norman and Lubbock and win these games and how they're doing. I mean, who in the hell would have ever thought you could shut out Tennessee, or, uh, TCU defensively? I know they had the kick return, that but other than that, that was it. Yep. Uh, and that, again, not a fluke, not a tip play, not a one of these you know referee calls that went wrong. This was just line up and beat them, and they did that to Oklahoma, and they did it to TCU on Saturday, and to me, it is the story of the year in college football. Yeah, Bama, we are out of time, and where would Jim McElwain in Florida be, perhaps, had he not run off that quarterback that you're referring to, Will Greer, a couple years ago? Bama will, uh, 140 on Wednesday, we'll take a look at the the four playoff, well, we'll take a look at the playoff standings as they uh, are, are unveiled tomorrow. Thanks, Bama, appreciate it. Yep. I'm going with Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, just for the record. All right, Bama, you are on record. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Good to talk to you. Uh, When we come back, Zuba Mahente will kick off the hour. Dylan Montz on Iowa State, Ames Tribune. And then uh, Nick Athen, the Chiefs insider. Chiefs-Broncos Monday night football tonight. Trent and I are back after this quick timeout. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. 
Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at BC Divide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. The new CW drama, Valor. The prison exchange is a go. Let's get our boys back. When two of the finest are cold. Time to do your magic flying. Roger that. Who can they trust? They're watching us. I won't be followed. When the stakes. People could die if I'm not on top of my game. Are deadly. The fog is getting too thick. Oh, God. Valor, following Supergirl. All new tonight, only on The CW. Don't miss Valor. Tonight at 8, followed by CW Iowa News at 9. For many businesses, hiring is tough, which makes it critical to choose the right place to post your jobs. You need qualified candidates fast and on budget, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Independent research shows Indeed delivers six times more hires than any other job site. You can post a job in minutes and even set up screener questions to help you zero in on qualified candidates. You can review applicants, take notes, and schedule interviews, all from an easy-to-use online dashboard. For a limited time, Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility so more candidates will see it. You want to make a great hire fast, and this exclusive offer gives you a head start. Find out why over 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. To redeem this offer, go to Indeed.com slash radio. That's Indeed.com slash radio. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I make my Texas superfood from 55 raw, vine-ripened fruits and vegetables. You can see all 55 on TexasSuperfood.com. All of the nutrients that we need on a daily basis, I lost 60 pounds. I mean, that's huge. Since I've been on Superfood, I haven't been sick. I'm Dennis Black. Join us on TexasSuperfood.com. TexasSuperfood.com. Or call 